Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I did an impression like a shout of a sound roadie guy when they're waiting for the band to come on. Yeah. Yeah. One. Two. Hey. Ha. Yeah. Ha. Ha. I mean, how could a bass drum sound any Hello, listeners, and uh, hello indeed. Um, I'm. Ju- it's a football ramble. <laughs> getting, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Yeah, there. you're excited. Um, Pete's here. I'm here. Hello, uh, Luke is here. All right, James or Jim hello. is also here. Uh, lovely to have you back. I've been waiting all week for you, um, and I'm going to start with a question. I'm sure you all saw Figueroa's beauty at the weekend, where he scored from just about inside his own half for Wigan. I think it was about 60 yards out, so... Um, it was a strong goal, wasn't it, Marcus? A very strong goal. It was goal. quite good. What is, an arrow. It, it brought the question to my mind. What is your favourite very long-range strike from the ages? Not just a long... No, I'm not talking 25, 30 yards here. I'm talking, like, 45-plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who'd I, like to go first? Shall I, shall I go? Because I want to say Jose... Or Jose, sorry, Manuel Ray's goal for oh. Venezuela against Ecuador... Mm. Was it Ecuador or Colombia? It's first one against Ecuador. Okay. From two up. He's absolutely smashed it from about two yards ahead of the centre circle. And it's not like a looping one over the keeper's head. It's, it's, just, it's a complete <laughs> bullet the whole way. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's a great hit. It is, it's it superb. It's, it's a superb strike. It is. It's worth... Mm. We'll get that up on Ramble Tube. We will indeed. We'll stick it on, on, on the website. Luke, you're sounding a bit poorly. Yeah, I've been, a, I've been away for the weekend, so um, not had an awful lot of sleep, but I'll, I'll battle through. Down the flu Operating on about 25-30%, so probably just a little bit better than you lot. <laughs> okay, Still. Well, it's, it's certainly up for debate. James, <laughs> what have you got? My, I'm going to go... There's so many to choose from. There's actually more than you'd think sort of racking your brains for this one. But um, I'm actually going to go for Paul Robinson when he oh, scored yeah! against Watford. And the, the brilliant <laughs> thing about this is, the day before, Ben Foster, who was the goalkeeper that conceded it, had, um, had done an interview saying that he was going to get Robinson's England place off of him. Which I don't <laughs> think it was as shirty as that, but it was made out to be. And he then conceded a goal against him. Which is incredible. <laughs> Have that. That shut him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good one. I forgot that one, James. Petey, what can uh, you bring to the table? Um, Ronaldinho against uh, David Seaman. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you betch. Was, was that, was that 45, 45 plus? It was, I don't know, it was quite a way out, I seem to recall. And it's quite out on the touchline, so yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good one. Because the naive one against Seaman was also very good, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. You could do a whole section just on what goals against <laughs> Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> Called lobbing Seaman. I put a, um, a clip of a, uh, I think he was a Japanese manager, I think he managed in the J-Leagues. Oh, it was um, Dragon Stojkovic. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he volleyed it from his own technical area and it went a lot of yeah. people emailed us for that. Actually, <laughs> I mean, there was this, the Stankovic one a little while ago as well for for Inter. How far? I can't remember. I mean, that, that, one. that was really, really far out. I mean, do you remember the goalkeeper just kicked it out terribly, and he just sort of? Oh yeah, it back I do in. remember that. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a volley. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, within the last a, month or so. That was a real good one. I, I think the Liverpool goal with the beach ball, in which I mean, a sixties uh, definition. Far out, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a beach ball went on the pitch and ate the ball, man. That was far out. They like regurgitated it back in the <laughs> goal net, man. You can have a point for creativity there. Um, I'm going to go... Now, I was weighing it up the, the, from from two uh, classic centre midfield players from uh, recent European football. I've got uh, Clarence Seedorf oh, yeah, scoring Real. for Real Madrid against yeah. Atletico Madrid, I think it was, in the Madrid derby. We absolutely spanked it. Yeah. It zoomed in. Or I was going to go for Chick Charnley for Hibs, um, <laughs> who scored from, from the halfway line. Um, but I'm going to go for Seedorf. 
Good choice. Mm. And uh, Seed Dorf. Yeah, we had that. Um, Honourable mentions to Jason Cundy. Uh, <laughs> was that for Chelsea? Uh, for Spurs, I when he, he he made he he slid tackle the player near the halfway oh, line sure, and it flew yeah, it against Ipswich. Yeah, I do remember. That was, that, I yeah. think that was away at, uh, at Ipswich. Mm. He can't have that because he didn't mean it. And of course, yeah. another honourable mention to Jose Luis Chilavert. Yeah, mm. who scored a similar free kick. Very similar, actually. It was a quick free kick. Wasn't a very it? very much thing. in the style and, of Figueroa's. And uh, yeah. Gary Roberts at the weekend for Rotherham. He's got a very similar goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he did. Absolutely. Matthew Taylor, Matthew Volley. Taylor, yeah. Well, he's got loads in his locker, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got a hell of a left peg on him. It's like jo- a Josh, Josh Cole scored a volley like that, like, like that, didn't he? Against Sweden, World Cup? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was yeah no, but that, I think you're moving too far in there. Yeah, they weren't yeah. far out. David <laughs> no, Beckham, of course, deserves an attention. Oh, because yeah, that, yeah. that kind of announced him almost, didn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Choice FM! The points... Are going to go to Lukey Moore? Yes. Oh, not again. But that, that was such a piece, he's, that goal. He's hardening these points. I'm on a roll, man. He's got these, all these brownie points, which seems what they are. I think he's been eating right. them. Don't be hating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, don't be hating. Be celebrating. All right. <laughs> Haters going to hate. Well, <laughs> well, let's remove hatred from the uh, from the chat and talk about the Premier League. Let's kick hatred out of chat. Yeah, and <laughs> the Premier League, the League of Love, I think you'll all agree. Um, uh, what a result for Arsenal. Oh, yeah. wasn't it? Superb goal. It was great. Cause, I mean, it's so frustrating being an Arsenal fan at the moment, obviously. Like, when, when we went 1-0 down, I just thought, this is it, I can't see us turning it around, especially at Anfield, even though Liverpool have been playing the way they have. And it was just so... I know we were lucky with the own goal and stuff. It was brilliant, just a brilliant result as as a fan. You know, you know, you get these these big games. When you win a big <laughs> game, you can almost feel the points. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so happy I'm for a the rest fan, of the so day. I'm not sure. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it was great. Arshavin's goal was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, pounced. pounced. What, what a turn! He loves that that particular bit of the pitch at Anfield, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the animal of Anfield, he should be called. Ooh. Yeah, um, it's good, good to see Wenger getting angry and quite animated. Yeah. Yeah, because he was furious on the bench. You could see him like sort of like trying to ruin the grass with his shoes. And stuff. <laughs> like, I was really, really angry. And I, I didn't see uh, much of the day too, but they did. Did they feature too good, too bad? Uh, Mascherano trying to kiss Arshavin. Yeah, they did. It, awesome, it, yeah. it was a really tender moment really that they weird. both shared. That, Why did, did they do they, that? I don't know. And Arshavin wanted you? to get away, and Mascherano was just wanting to want a to bone him. Oh, oh. I don't know about that, Pete. That allegedly. I swear there's probably a couple of bigger Andre R. Shavins that he's popped out of wandering around yeah, somewhere. Like a Russian doll. Mm. Good one. Ah, clever. <laughs> um, uh, no, great result. I, Glenn Johnson. His attacking mm. flair could be seen. His defensive frailties could also be seen. Yes. Within the same cocked up own goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jamie Carragher's now getting assists for own goals at Anfield, <laughs> which is incredible. He's a great provider of own goals. It's his deflect first, ask questions later sort of policy that he employs. It's, it's a funny one, because I mean, the, the, the uh, penalty shout's obviously a big, big talking point, and obviously I, I think it was a penalty, but I mean... Well, Gerard going down under, was it Gallus' foul? Gallus, yeah. It was a clear penalty. Obvious penalty, but, I mean, Marcus, you and I discussed this. Do you think this is a case that Gerard's starting to get a reputation and yeah. is preceding him now? I think, that, I think so. Can I, can I actually say that when I saw that the first couple of times, I thought it was definitely a penalty. Yeah. And I saw it from a certain angle. It's almost like he, he still did that thing where he sort of dives over him it, as well. Because mm. he tumbles. Like he, but you know sometimes when it's probably a foul, but then you make, the, the player makes too much of it so the referee sort of doesn't give it on principle. I mm. sort of thought it was like that. I, I thought if they didn't give a penalty, it should have been a corner, and it wasn't either, so it didn't seem to be. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. That's mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, also, a lot of decisions did seem to go against Liverpool, but maybe, again, it's the referee, because you know what Anfield's like? <laughs> every tackle is a foul, every header is a handball, the crowd just go mental about absolutely everything. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it almost looked like Steve Bennett was sort of intentionally trying to disregard that from the off. Mm. And I think maybe he missed a few things because of that. I don't know, that's just me trying to get inside his crazy bald head. I'm not sure if we said this before, I might, may have done, but if not, I'll just say it again, because I, th- I think that Liverpool seem to be going through like a, se- a, se- a sort of phase this season where they need to rely on something amazing yeah. Yeah. something amazing to get that's anything right. out of a game well, well that's lucky. what everyone's shouting for Aquilani they're going why didn't he play him why didn't he play him from the off because he'll get like... injured again straight away <laughs> to he's made honest... of wafers his <laughs> to... body's built of wafers well to be honest if you're going to play against somebody I play against Arsenal it's not a second division uh, opposition Carling Cup match where you're going to get kicked in the back of the leg I mean, <laughs> it, it is Arsenal they're not going to go in that hard at you under. so maybe it should have been a match that you should well, have well he's obviously played midweek and he can't play two games mm. in the week as simple as that yeah. it must be why because there's no way the thing is, Benitez is sort of trying to say, sort of skirt around it and sort of play it off as something's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, we need to be careful with him. Mm. But the bottom line is, you need him. 
If yeah. he's a great player, which from what I've seen, he, he, he is decent, he needs to be playing because Liverpool have lost 10 games already this season. No, Luke, the season starts here. Okay. <laughs> it starts here. Uh, and then they lose again. It starts here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This will be the catalyst we need. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, they need a kickstart. It's as simple as that. Did you guys see when Aquilani came on, um, Javi Alonso was in the crowd and he actually looked a bit jealous? It's really <laughs> weird. It's just like he was watching his crowd. replacement. I saw him in the crowd. Why was he there? Yeah, well, uh, well they have a break in Spain, don't they? Of course. Maybe, yeah. maybe well, that's suited and booted. Why'd you go to Liverpool, though? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's slightly disrespectful for your new uh, club, I think. Do you not think? I don't know. It's, it just seemed a bit odd that he was there, but fair enough. If he loves Liverpool still, then fair enough. A few enough. of the sites he never got around to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. European city culture, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have Chelsea begin to stutter slightly? <laughs> Lost to City and then. And yeah. then a great header by Lewis Sahar got them. But at the there. back, they were absolutely <laughs> abysmal. Yeah. Peter Czech had a worst performance I've ever seen. Did you see that Lewis Sahar goal? Uh, yeah, sort of. It's the he first goal. bounced off his head on the second yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff that was. What was Czech doing, though? For, my, for, for that third goal. He was sort of, it was like a real, um, you know when you play like a football game and you play a lot with your mates on a Sunday or something and the keeper can't make it because he's like hungover or something. Mm. Who's going to go and goal? <laughs> All right, you go and goal. Yeah, I'll go and goal for the first Peter half. Check. I'm only going for the first half. It looked like We that. have this discussion in <laughs> most ramble matches. That's yeah, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some points where he'd be in the middle of doing something and then he'd sort of explode into life as if he'd just woken up and went, oh God, I'm in, oh God, it's a premiership match, I'm a goalkeeper, oh God. <laughs> he'd like, suddenly get really quick in the middle of an action. It's like quantum leap. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> well, that that wasn't the catchphrase. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Sam Beckett said. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet on too tight. It's tight, <laughs> too tight. It's stopping the blood going to his brain. <laughs> There's a number of theories, but um, <laughs> he was. Petr Cech was saying um, at the end that he couldn't understand why the fans were booing <laughs> Chelsea three all draw. I think that's reasonable though, because I think it's yeah. you know it's ridiculous to boo them for that. I mean, like, if they weren't booed at Anfield and they were booed at Stamford Bridge, then you know. <laughs> You've got to have some perspective. I would argue on that. I mean, it's, it, they've, they've dropped two points, but they, you know, they've still got three points clear. But look, I mean, look at United lost, didn't they? Yeah. Well, if you just look at um, who Chelsea were up against in midfield, for example, mm. um, Rodwell, eighteen, is he? Something yeah, like he's that. A young he's young very, very young. I mean, but the game wasn't won. For me, the game, Chelsea were, from what I saw, Chelsea were, you know, reasonably dominant. They just can't defend set pieces. Mm. They, they look absolutely mm. hapless at the mm. back. I don't, it's like Ancelotti's coming and he's made them sort of more punk and going forward he's got the best out of an Elkin Drogba who are firing yeah. all cylinders and it's not even that bad across the midfield they're a big strong team so they, give, they give a free kick away uh, anywhere within 30 yards of their own goal or a corner it's likely to be a goal yeah I mean it's, it's stupid it's, that bad? it's incredible well, it looked you, that bad the other day look at you know, you look at Ricardo Carvalho and John Terry. That's an obviously very, very strong centre back pairing. They've pl- been playing together for years now, and under under so many different managers, that's been impenetrable. And it's mm. it's incredible the difference a manager's style can make to things mm. like that. Because mm. it must be down to that, unless the pair of them have just lost their heads. Maybe they need to make a new sign and at the back uh, is a little lad, Sol Campbell. Tattered himself on every single club. Yeah. <laughs> he would well, he would go to Chelsea though, because there's no way he'd go for, to another London club after playing at a London club before. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, apparently um, he kept sort of saying, oh, yeah, I'd love to join United. I mean, I think it's flattering that I've been linked there. I don't know who linked it there, <laughs> yeah. but himself, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, like it, to it? the point of Alex Ferguson actually had to, oh, I'm going to have to <laughs> come out and say, no, we're not interested in He signing. was mm. a good player. Did you see what happened with Laurent Blanc? <laughs> we're not getting Campbell. Did you, do you think he was, Sol Campbell was linked to Man United by the other Sol Campbell that lives in his head? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he has been training with Arsenal. But Arsene Wenger's not ruled out. Him. He doesn't want to be mean. That's why he said. Yeah. He said. Um, he said about are you going to get Sol Campbell back on board? And he said, I don't know yet. I've not really thought about it. At the moment, we have four centre backs, and we'll always have four. Um, if if one would go, then I would consider it. But uh, that's not the case. He said. He did say though, I love Sol Campbell, and the fact he came back here and wanted to practice with us show he loves the club as well. Mm. It's like Robbie Williams trying to get back in to take that, isn't it? Who's going to be back? Who eh? used to be good, <laughs> now can't get on anywhere near yeah. anything that he wants to do. So and he he's can't sing. Men- Mental, not allowed to be a Hollywood film star. <laughs> yeah. He played Nebworth Boys. Um, <laughs> Sol Campbell. He, he, did we not there for that one? <laughs> no, <I missed> it. <laughs> but his former club, Notts County, are in a bit of disarray at the moment. Mm. It just sounds weird to say that. It Sol really Campbell's does, former club, Notts County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, um, they, are they still rich? I don't understand. I don't get it. Not There's got so much going on there. I don't yeah, it's an odd one. They've just been bought for a quid, haven't they? Yeah, by Peter Trembling is his name. So. Is that a real name? Slightly <laughs> prophetic. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a sort of name of someone who'd be like in a, in a spoof horror film. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm trying to think of like a, a like a, a sun byline writer, sort of knee trembler, yeah, yeah, knee yeah. trembling. Yeah. It's all right, we've got time. Uh, <laughs> um, Sven, is he getting involved? Has he? He was talking of him getting involved, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, he's still at the club, uh, presumably. Yeah, right? now, yes. now he doesn't have to leave the club. Well, they've got. They must have a hell of a wage bill. That's what I was the, thinking. Uh, for yeah. League Two, Lee Hughes and. Casper Michael. Casper Michael was on more at the co- county than he was at City. Really? Man City, yeah. I think I said that a while ago, but yeah, it's true. What is it? Um, and they're like, uh, they're in a playoff spa- space, aren't they? Space. Mm. <laughs> well, watch yeah. this space. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't unsettle them because they're having an alright season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a bit odd that, that the old thing about how the g- people at that Monto finance group weren't really sort of uh, announcing anything about themselves and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. the FA got a little bit, uh, come on, play the game. You know, and, and, and then they just ended up selling the club. So I guess we'll never know who was behind it. Uh, <laughs> in some ways, it's the perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> if a crime is buying loads of players for a like, rubbish League Two team and then leaving, it's a perfect crime. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, let's let's. Um, it's like Scooby Doo when they take the mask off someone at the end, but they just left that bit out. Yeah, or they had another gonna, mask on. Yeah, no one's ever going to know. In my head, though, every time the person was unmasked, if it was Sven. <laughs> yeah, he looks like that type of bloke. <laughs> oh well, uh. <laughs> I, I've seen him in the Kleenex adverts. I enjoy that. Yeah, he's in that. Mm. He'd do anything for oh. money, anything, oh, anything. Yeah. I liked his. Uh, was it the last World <laughs> Cup where uh, he was? Uh, he was. He was hawking bloody stirring sauces for pasta or something. <laughs> <laughs> anything, dog crap. Anything goes. He'd probably even come on this show if the price. Was right. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. Well, let's um, get back to our refuge, which is the Premier League. Um, <laughs> Mark Clattenburg, referee, has been uh, getting slated for the sending off of Craig Bellamy in the three-all draw. Mm. Uh, Man City, decision. Manchester City. Frattenburg, eh? Really, mate. Yeah, Battenberg, eh? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Make any sense. But, um, that was a terrible decision. And the thing mm. is, is, I guess it's difficult with a player like Bellamy because you never really... I guess it's difficult to, to, to have a like, clear mind when you're getting on to referee a game with Craig Bellum in it because you've probably always got that back of your mind what he's like. He's never been a particularly... I don't think he's a diver, though. No, no. 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 He, 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 but he would dig dig people off, off the ball and stuff. Oh, yeah, he, oh, got, yeah, that's he, got, what he got booked for, didn't he, yeah. mouthing off, off the ball? Sledging. Yeah, so in, in a way, in a way, you can't... You, he's, all, he's almost got, only got himself to blame. OK, the referee made a mistake, but that thing, that happens. He's like the completely needless booking before that when he should have just mm. kept his mouth shut and he wouldn't have got sent off. You know, and, and that can't be overturned, though. You can't appeal against it, can that, I think that's the stupid thing. Why is there no system to appeal against yellow cards? I mean, because it can it obviously lead to a sending off. Because in the FA, I have to do some work, because there'll be so many Exactly, of them. but that's yeah. the thing. That's what's so annoying about these things. Oh, yeah, we'd be doing stuff all the time. You're the federation in charge of the game. You <laughs> should be doing stuff all the time. What else have you got on? <laughs> don't, let them, you got on? don't let them get bogged down with paperwork. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they might have to, because uh, Alex Ferguson is calling for an injury time revamp. I am reading this right. He says, referees should not be responsible for calculating the amount of time to add on. Well, just in games featuring Man United? Yeah. It ju- it just a bloke in the front row? Whatever he comes <laughs> out with. I just want him to, at the start of the season, just detail what he thinks is wrong with the game. Like, just sit down. Because <laughs> right then he can't be accused of just re- being reactionary. Yeah. So, like, mm. we, got, we got dicked over, so I'm just going to start screaming about some innocuous decision. Mm. It just irks me. Every time, it's yeah. always a problem. He's re- he is completely reactionary. Yeah. Well, he, oh. he yeah. said, he said uh, it has to be taken out of the referee's hands. I, I fail to see who else. Mm. It's only in yeah. time's <clears throat> hands. That's yeah. responsibility. It, it, you know, well, he, the next game he's going to be going, no, I'll do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what he said. But the thing is, that there is a system in place, isn't there? There's 30 seconds for a goal, there's 30 seconds for substitutions and sort of this, that and the other for whatever else, like whatever injuries happen but and stuff like that. It's so never going to be like basketball where you stop the clock. No, it, it, go the, on is, for, the players will drop yeah. down dead. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I, what I do think though is, 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 is you can't rule out Ferguson being a bit clever really because he, he, he does stuff, Mourinho used to do it a lot, where he'll, he'll just make something up or make an issue out of something that isn't really an issue, just to take the f- sort of attention away from his players, yeah. so the so the press will completely cover that. So they're covering how sort of yeah. un- ineffective they were in the game, mm-hmm. and the players won't get their confidence knocked, and it'll be a little bit different. I think that's why Ferguson does it. I don't think he seriously means a lot of the stuff he says. No, yeah. I, th- I think I think you're right. Well, um, a manager who's uh, a little bit more likable, uh, Roy Hodgson. I think we'll all be pleased to hear that he's denied saying that Bobby Zamora should be picked for England because we had a bit of a go at Hodgson last week saying <laughs> yeah. that. Well, see, I said that it was the signs of dementia setting in, and this this still makes sense. You know, okay. he, he may have said it and just forgotten. <laughs> no, he didn't, man. Roy Hodgson's all right. Come on, no, he didn't, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off Roy Hodgson, yeah. You see, he was sub. 
Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, leave me alone. Boys, all right. It's out of order. You only get one set. Well, Hodgson said he was asked whether there was space in Capello's squad for a player who comes in from the left. And he's saying, how can anyone interpret that as me saying you should play for England? He said, I've been national coach in three countries. and the thing right, big bollocks. Let him be. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Oi. Roy very rarely gets his big bollocks out, yeah. okay? But he needs to in this in this case. Um, he, seen, he said, the one thing I hated the most was um, a club coach saying I should pick his player, and he said, I vowed never to do that, and I never will. So um, he never said that about Bobby, Moore, uh, Bobby Zamora. Bobby Moore? Bobby Moore. <laughs> no, you're really, that's really a stretch. Naughty. Yeah. Uh, there we are. <laughs> no, please, to be honest, I'm pleased I've been put to bed, because I've been thinking about that Exonerated. I really haven't been worried about him. Yeah. I'll pop round there. Matt Letizier. Dean Windass Hall of Fame member. Mm. Dean Windass Hall of Fame also ran. He uh, <laughs> he's um, <laughs> he's been talking about uh, penalty taking in the England team, and he said he finds it ridiculous that that we've we've lose so many penalty shootouts. That why is nobody addressing this? And he's he's offered his services and said, "I'll be a penalty taking consultant for the England team." I'll tell you what, it's unlike Matthew Letizia to get, try and shoehorn his way into a coaching job which involves him doing no running whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do as a coach if I haven't got to do anything at all physically? Or I'll probably just stand there with a massive bacon and egg bat <laughs> and go, oh, kick it in the corner. Yeah, good penalty. Top right, top yeah. right. Yeah. Well, he, f- he famously only ever missed one, didn't he? 47 um, out of 48 penalties he scored. Yeah, that is incredible. And yeah. he's got a, kind of got a point, and it'd be interesting. Why the hell not? And I think, yeah, if he wants to offer his services and come along as, as a bit extra and help, help help out the England side, or any side, really, I mean, that's fair <laughs> enough. You know, we'll have him for the ramble. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, yeah. we've never found ourselves in a penalty shooter, so we don't know. No. Maybe that's even more reason exactly, to yeah. have him along. Letizia said that when he was a player, um, yeah. he'd actually pay sort of the, the goalkeepers in training, like I think it was sort of the U-team goalkeepers yeah, and he did, stuff, yeah. like... Um, if they could save his penalties, so he, like he'd, he'd even have to gamble on his own mm. actions <laughs> to make it to make it worthwhile for him. Did you see uh, Ibra's penalty at the weekend? He smashed Oof, it. Yeah, he he smashed smash. a Rooney yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Football Association has said that uh, that they will not be taking uh, Viagra to the World Cup to help the players cope with um, playing at altitude. In South Africa, yeah, did they just say this out of the blue? No, that's mooted. That's, that's always mooted. Isn't they don't mm. South America. I think there's talk of it in South but America. But it can't actually. It won't actually be via Viagra. Yeah, because when, when you do, you know, when you partake in a physical action um, on Viagra, there's there's surely something that happens. So it'll be a sort of. Uh, have they just come out of nowhere and just said this? I remember seeing it on television, but um, not the actual action of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of Frankie Lampard popping a popping a blue yeah, pill. But so I mean, well, that, that, yeah, that's like what inadequate. Pool. It was definitely mooted. It's not a bad substance, then, Viagra, no? It's not on the old no, FIFA no, band so. list. Well, it's performance-enhancing, but it's not in that one. Let's talk All right, soccer I aim in the background. <laughs> Pipe down. Car- <laughs> carry on football ramble. I would, whoa! <laughs> let's talk of... Uh, let's talk of um, they do it in South America a lot, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I remember I was ripping the... <laughs> I would. I remember ripping the piss out of... Um, I still, we ripped the piss out of South American teams for a while, for... For getting Viagra involved or something, I'm sure that one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's hard to hide under a, a waistband. Isn't it? It'd be yeah. hard to run, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tuck it in the waistband. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be more. Some of the Brazilian pr- players could probably use it as like a third leg. Maybe they have a little boot on yeah. it. Maybe it oh, is going to be what a lovely. What a lovely image. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. man with a priapic member and a li- tiny little child's boot. You'd have to buy a <laughs> child's boot, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be wrong, would it? Buying yeah. a buying oh, a baby's booty and popping it on the top. For your capacious appendage. <laughs> The Argentinian Championship has finished And Banfield have won it Banfield uh, Boca and River didn't finish anywhere really Did Banfield actually lose as well? They did, they lost to Boca on the final It was quite exciting It was between uh, Banfield and Newell's Old Boys Oh yeah, that's Mm. a great name for a team It is isn't it They both went into the last game Banfield needed a win to guarantee them the title and obviously Newell's needed to better their result. And San Lorenzo beat uh, Newell, so uh, Banfield, they, they took the title, which is the first time they've won the title in uh, over 100 years of the club. Oh, amazing. That would never happen these days, not in England. Well, I mean, it, that happened in Brazil as well, wasn't it? I mean, obviously it's not been such a long time since uh, Flamengo won it, but it was a long, long time since they'd done it. It seems a lot more open out there. A lot more well, they do two exciting. championships a year, don't they? Yeah, the they do, yeah. yeah. Every year. yeah, well, this was the Clausura. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, can you imagine what football was like 100 years ago? <laughs> the difference. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we won it when you're allowed to use your hands. So. Yeah, and there, was, and there was no crossbar. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, Walter Tell and I yeah. beg to differ. All the podcasts were live. Just yeah. <laughs> C-squares. Yeah. Um, but in the clausura, the last uh, seven championships have had seven different winners. That's, That's brilliant. It's amazing. But there's no in, in England and Spain, especially, and probably Italy. There's not. There's no way seven teams that could realistically win the league. Mm. So I mean, it's great. That, but it also is because they have twice as many championships as as they do it in Europe because yeah. they have two a season. So yeah, it's cool. It's, it must be well, brilliant, really interesting, especially. But I think I think people think that River Plate and Boca Juniors like sort of dominate Argentinian football. Mm. Yeah, absolutely not. But the biggest clubs, they don't always win everything. No, not, mm. well, they were nowhere. They didn't even finish in the. I think they were not even in the top four. Oh right, you know. I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, the the Argentinian Championship, and he said that, that maybe Scotland could do quite a similar thing to uh, championships in a season. What to stop it being boring? Every well, year? To, because he said that um, so Rangers and Celtic could win a title in the same season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, he was saying that you know sometimes in Scotland a team does well for half a season and then just falls away. Yeah, yeah. And it just maybe try and mix it up so a bit. Whole city for the Premiership, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do that thing. Well, they do that thing where they split the league, don't they? In yeah, in the, in the, in the SPL they do. Yeah, I just it was just an idea. I it, think I think it's interesting. Is the, is the the fact that there's been a load of different winners in a, in such a, a long period of time? Is that because you get a decent team uh, that win one year and then their all their players go to play Europe in Europe? Yeah, well, yeah. Then, yeah. there's a massive turnover of players going going to Europe and sort of then coming through the ranks at those clubs. Yeah, there's a lot of sort of young players out there as well. It's just a sort of constant thing, isn't it? Well, the interesting thing about that is if you look at someone like Boca, they've got a, like a really extensive scouting network across yeah. all of South America, and they really do have to um, really like sort of almost harvest players and sell them to survive. There's mm. no, no, no way can compete with 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 other, with other teams, the European teams. They have to sell these players on. Hence, they had a lot of financial problems recently. Hence, Raquel were playing for them for free and stuff. Yeah. So that, and that is the way they operate. It's almost like so much part of the, their club that they they just have a huge turnover of players. Especially, they're the worst for it in, in well, or the best for it. Whatever you look at it in Argentina, when they're scouting that, it really is extensive all over South America. Yeah. Well, something else that goes on in uh, South America. Uh, we're talking about the Argentine. Argentinian Championship is that um, a lot of the South American footballers have beer baths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did they do that? Well, <laughs> and why are we surprised, really? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the beer is mixed with a plant which um, was once used against witches. <laughs> I don't once know. used. Oh, it's come on so much since <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Our anti-witch technology. Yeah, well, then I have anti-witch walls <laughs> and witch breaks and all sorts of things. Um, but uh, apparently there's one of the um, the famous healers in this is Manuela uh, Yara, who reckons her beer baths can uh, take away any woes. She said that... Uh, well, she's absolutely hammered, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be. Apparently, um, uh, she said a lot of South Americans regularly fly over to Paraguay, where she's based, um, from Europe. On broomsticks, to get, <laughs> to get loads in. of beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, as she puts it, to get in her healing bath. Stag parties, usually, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> it was in my <laughs> office, and there was a meeting, and it was like, what are we going to be doing? Oh, you basically just sit in a bath of beer all day. <laughs> Everyone would go. Hang on a minute, I don't think you boys are taking this seriously. Sorry. Um, it's uh, it's it, to improve the sight and was often <laughs> recommended. <for> t- <laughs> Increases it by two. <laughs> Double <Beer> goggles. <laughs> um, it's recommended for joint pains as well. Uh, Manuela, uh, who's sixty-one, she uh, hit the headlines in her own country um, by falling out with one of her big-name customers, um, the Paraguayan Christian uh, Riveros, who might be off to Sunderland. Oh, was he? Has he been linked with Sunderland? I think, I think he's been linked to Sunderland. Uh, but yeah, she fell out with him over uh, an alleged unpaid bill. Um, the, the relationship was soured, apparently, when um, he sent her £90 in Paraguayan currency instead of the £16,000 she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she said, he came to see me and asked me to help him uh, make his dreams come true. And I said, yes. I promised him he'd be a great footballer and that he would uh, play at the World Cup. And I said, uh, he's going to travel the world and be a very healthy and wealthy person. I told him he wasn't just going to sleep on a bed and mattress, but on thousands of dollars. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I did everything I could, and all he did was uh, have his wife send me £90. I love it. he didn't even do it himself. He's clearly just embarrassed <laughs> that he's, he's, he's gone over. It's like, I just sat in loads of beer. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not giving her 16 grand for that, but I've got to give her something. Yeah. It wasn't good beer, neither. 
<laughs> I've actually seen it. I've seen this article or seen this this news story, and the picture accompanying it was of a player sitting in a in a bath full of beer, and the bath had like draft taps on it, and the guy was just <laughs> sitting in it with a pint. <laughs> Where did they, what, what sort of stock photo agency do you go to? I want a football player in a bath that has uh, has beer taps on it. <laughs> Brilliant! That what's the guest style this week? <laughs> <laughs> Electric emails. <laughs> oh, they are, they are, they are. Um, who's got the first one? I fancy you, Lukey Mott. Hi, chaps, and a ho, ho, ho. Ooh. Ho, ho, ho. In brackets, Christmas ho. Yeah, right. <laughs> just to make it abundantly clear. <laughs> As a long-suffering Bolton fan, Megs and out. I remember well our experiment with that Chinese loan striker you were talking about last week, Yang Cheng Peng, who I've just recently found isn't the tallest professional footballer of all time. Uh huh. A load of people emailed in and said, "There's another guy um, playing in the Belgian league. He's a yeah. keeper, and he's six foot ten. Um, oh, you right. can take his, no- his little points your, back. Your points, points are taken off. Oh. Oh, oh, thanks, Chris from Bolton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chris it. gets the points. Yeah, okay. Mm. Anyway, you don't know what he's got to say yet. Um, I went to see um, Bolton play at Ewood Park about three years ago, and the chap was sat behind me. This is Yang Cheng Peng, yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside Joey O'Brien in the away end. He was ridiculously massive, almost comically so. <laughs> and during the game, as Ivan Campo scored, Yang Cheng Peng looked bemused as my brother and I proceeded to grab him by the arms and pull him down so we could pat him on the head when we celebrated the goal. <laughs> His Chinese minder then smacked my brother one, and we had to pull him back from trying to get back at the bouncer. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Northern people are mental. <laughs> then, at the end of the game, Jesse Jaskalainen, in brackets, best keeper in the world, saved two penalties in two minutes, and at the end, we, we in brackets, my, he loves a, loves a bracket, this guy. Loves <laughs> My brother, myself, Yang Cheng, calling him first name now, and his mind, even though his brother's got in a fight is their first name term so Yang Cheng and his minder were all jumping up and down in celebration so all was well that ends well yeah, yeah. as he saved them both it was an incredible experience and your mention of his name has brought it all back cheers ramblers keep it up and have a merry crimbo Chris Bolton can you imagine oh. sitting behind him that's limited view that is <laughs> yeah. you want yeah. a ticket reduction wouldn't you <laughs> oh, I mean, look at that it's fantastic yeah. in response to um, last week James you've got uh, an email for yeah us. we've got a little bit of an update on, uh, on bicycle kicks uh, which some of you may remember there's a guy called Simon Hood um, he's doing a thing called Bicycle Kicks where he's, uh, he supports York City and he's cycling to every home and away uh, league game this season um, to raise money for Alzheimer's so we just got a little update on that belated update is I have a week off due to an FA trophy match I signed up for league and FA cup matches only so I've been resting my weary legs uh, not sure where we were before so a quick rundown managed a 350 mile Hayes to Gateshead trip in three days <sighs> <laughs> Should be the most difficult part of the whole shebang. Soon after that, met Sir Tom Finney, who is an absolute gent. A great privilege. Aww. Covered about 4,000 miles now and closing in on three grand raised for the Alzheimer's Society, lest they forget. Amazing. Oh, The football has been a revelation. <laughs> well, the results anyway. We've just equaled a club record of eight straight wins in a row and we are sitting proudly in third in the league. Get in there. We've also somehow made it through to the FA Cup third round and are away at Stoke in it. No non-league side has won against top flight opposition in 20 years, you say? All this for a side that just avoided dropping to the Blue Square North. Part-time footy and probably oblivion last year. And it's a great testament to Martin Foyle. Richard Brody has broken a club record for the the quickest player to 20 goals despite looking and playing like a ruddy-cheeked farmhand. <laughs> Championship clubs are sniffing around and he may be off in January. Hope this finds you all well and if you need any more, please let me know. Cheers. That's Simon Hood of Bicycle Kicks. So, well done to you, Simon. What's the website, James? Um, it's bicyclekicks.co.uk. Yeah, bicyclekicks.co.uk if you want to go really. there and donate. Well, Simon, he's, he's given us updates before. We haven't had one for a little while. He's done, he's done 4,000 miles. On his, on his bike. Unbelievable stuff. All yeah, for charity, yeah. 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 Uh, chaps, I have one. Just a l- little quick one here. Hey, up, Ramble. Thought I'd drop you a quick uh, mail. After listening to last week's Ramble, I heard you mention that uh, the current holders of the World Cup, you're having to qualify these days. Uh, why do they do that? Well, the reason is apparently the top nations made a request to FIFA... Um, so that they would have to qualify because they thought that two years of non-competitive football leading up to the tournament was detrimental to their chances of defending the trophy. Mm, makes sense. A little bit it? of uh, well, good yeah. information there. Nice. From Chris Newton in Middlesbrough. Thank you, Chris. Mm, cheers, Chris. Everyone's uh, called Chris. Uh, Peter. Uh, this is from a young man uh, just a little bit further down the country, yep. from Middlesbrough to Scarborough, from uh, Tom Britton. He says, uh, Famble Force. I don't know Ooh. what that's got to do with it. Force. Uh, <laughs> what is the worst slash ugliest goal you've ever scored? 
Here's mine. Uh, a last-minute penalty was awarded with the score nil-nil in a dire under-12s game on a boggy pitch. Now, I'm not saying... He, he seems to write as a, as a grown-up, so I don't know whether he's... He's just ran on the pitch. By a manager. <laughs> because everyone else chickened out, it was up to me to take the penalty. Running up with nothing like total confidence, I went to leather the ball into the net, but instead caught the top of the ball with my studs. The ball started to gently roll down the slope penalty area. The keeper, however, had died full length in the opposite direction before I made contact and now was desperately trying to get to his feet <laughs> in the boggy goal mouth. He got up in time, but... He got up in time to turn round, slip and push the ball in off the post with his face. <laughs> with his face as he fell over. We won 1-0, but my teammates were too embarrassed to congratulate me for the victory. Thank you very much, Tom Britton. Any ugly goals scored by you? I've scored ugly a, I've, men. I've scored, a, I've scored a funny one where there was a... There was a uh, the guy ran down the left and I was running in the middle and the guy smashed the ball to the keeper's right and it hit the near post and rolled on the line and I was running in and I could have just tapped it in but I'd re- I absolutely smashed it from about a yard out and it, <laughs> it went for a hole in the net because it was like Sunday League football <laughs> yeah. and flew into a hedge and it was the only ball we had and about <laughs> ten of us had to go and try and get it back <laughs> and people were going well, you should have just tapped it in what would you kick it so hard for? <laughs> That's really my one. Oh, even, the, actually, even the ref was saying that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was getting dark on the sun. It was a really like a uh, grey day. You know, when it gets dark really early yeah. in the winter, and it's all oh, good. We've got to carry. We've got to hurry up. We've got to hurry up. Get proper nets. Mm. Yeah. Jesus, James. Um, I'm. I've not been the most prolific goal scorer throughout my 27 years on this earth. But um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was playing at school, um, playing on a concrete playground with a tennis ball. Did you guys have to do this? No. We, we had to play with tennis balls in our in our uh, primary school for some reason. And I remember <laughs> score like shooting from quite far out, and it was it was. Completely going in. This kid called Stuart Walker did a complete nuge to my Jermaine Defoe, right, and yeah. just tapped it in and went. He just immediately felt terrible. And went, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Soured it. Would have been a screamer. Ruined it. Talk to the dubious goals panel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid child. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, um, I scored one. It was um, it was a few games into the season. I was playing up front and I um, I hadn't got off the mark yet, and I was a bit worried. And uh, someone put in a cross. England chances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd given that up by then. Yeah. And uh, someone put a cross in. It was a bit of a rainy day. And the keeper and I went up for it. But the keeper was easily going to win it. Yeah. And uh, he kind of caught the ball. And I just, I'd just i already jumped. But I was, you know that sort of in mid-air, you jumped, but you're already sort of turning Pilate, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it slipped through his hands. And as I was sort of turning away, it bounced off my head and went in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I celebrated as if I knew what was going on. Like I, Marco I, expected, Tardelli. I yeah. expected the mistake to happen and all that kind of stuff. That's brilliant. Peter? Uh, somebody had a shot, uh, hit the... Bar, uh, the, it sort of bounced in front of me. I was behind the goalkeeper. All I needed to do was touch it in. Uh, I still conspired to head it in off the post, even though I was in the middle of the goal. The ball <laughs> much bigger than my head. I have a small head. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't figure out how I managed to hit the post. It was bizarre. But it, go, uh, it, but it went in. That's it the main bloody thing. went in. And that There's was no the pictures on the score sheet. Pete. It was thirteen uh, one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> you can hold your head high, man of the match. Thank you very much. <laughs> S- speaking of terrible goals, did you see the uh, that, the Hanover '96 uh, oh, yeah. Borussia Mönchengladbach match? Five-three game. Yeah, where, where Hanover outrageous. scored three absolutely incredible own goals. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to watch the highlights. We'll put it on Ramble Tube. Like all of the goals were mental. You, sometimes yeah. you can't work out what's an own goal and what isn't because <laughs> yeah. they all just look so confusing and weird. <laughs> One of the Hanover players scored two own goals. I think so. It was, he was laughing about it. It was almost like they, they weren't an actual team. Yeah, it was like they just they just come along and put them on a strip. And see what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the last own goal where the guy sort of side foots it back to the keeper, who admittedly is on the wrong foot. But yeah. He just makes the, the most woeful effort. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely trickled in, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There was a one that was a little bit like the Lee Dixon, David Seaman one. Oh, yeah, it was. But along the floor, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> the guy was named, what was that guy's name? Constant. Rubbish, constant <laughs> gardener, constant gardener. <laughs> and he, and it, even before the ball's gone in, he's already on his knees. Like, yeah. <laughs> amazing. I mean, because they'd have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you massive tool! Who's going to win the <laughs> Who's going to win the championship manager goodie bag, Marcus? I love you. Um, uh, <laughs> I am oh. Um, oh, giving himself the points, giving himself the goodie bags. Um, I think Tom Britton from Scarborough. Well done, Tom. Fair enough, yeah. He, he can enjoy that next to the sea. For, for what a goal he scored that day. Got the winner. Yeah. Deserves a bag. Yeah. Of goodness. <laughs> Finally got his reward. Deserves <laughs> a bag to put over his own head. <laughs>
I've got a profile. Yay. Wow. Excellent. Twenty five percent there, you really takes that into a sex fest. <sighs> <laughs> That's supposed to be the crowd. <laughs> turned into oh, yeah, a crowd. At what, at what club? <laughs> Let's May be serious. I? Just a profile. May mm. I? You can. Thanks. <laughs> I was looking through the uh, Dean Windass Hall of Fame, or Dwarf, for, for short, <laughs> and I noticed that um, Jose Luis Chilavert and Georgie Campos. Uh, there's only two. There's only two keepers in there. Yeah, and we need three. Yeah, well, you're no, going to go to a big tournament. We, we, we ain't yeah. got enough. What if, <laughs> what if one of them goes mental, which both of them definitely will? <laughs> That's it. We're sure hoping at the moment like two negatives make a positive. Well, Thomas and Kono and a couple of the Cameroonians are in there, but yeah. they, they're probably lying about their age. So, um, I've got. Dino's off. Oh, good choice. Oh, good. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna, he's going to come in and uh, shore it up. Go God, for that number sub one. Sub would have loved him every January, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> they playing now. One of the greatest keepers of all time. If you oh, like yeah. saying. Well, I've got to give his date of birth before we Sorry, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, born February twenty eighth, nineteen forty two. Twenty five years before the summer. Straight one in. Sperm racing. <laughs> Straight yeah, in. Yeah. Beautiful, Mamma Mia. Uh, he um, was, of course, a uh, former Italian goalkeeper and, as Luke said, one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. He is still Italian, it's worth pointing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, uh, well, absolutely incredible player. Um, interestingly enough, though, when he was 14, he was rejected by Inter Milan and Juventus. You're not old enough. Because he was too small. Yeah, but he was never that tall. He must have only been well, about six foot anyway. Well, he was six foot. Yeah, so for a keeper, that's not massive at <clears> all. <throat> not these days. I suppose it might have been back then. However, his grandmother could have maybe maybe she takes a bit of the credit because he was a bit small. So she used she had to a feed rack. him. She well, she probably, <laughs> yeah, she she probably a medieval rack. She probably <laughs> did have a rack, but um, she used to feed him up on eggs. Because everyone knows everyone who eats <laughs> eggs is the tallest. Yeah, eggs make you tall. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> uh, worked for him. So um, don't, don't don't challenge it. <laughs> Well, five years later, Dino's off was putting in some good displays for his uh, his local side, Marianese, and uh, some of the uh, the scouts for the big sides were getting to have a little bit Sniffing of a look around. At exactly, mm, who's uh, that egg covered boy? <laughs> <laughs> we must sign him, or we'll have egg on our faces. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, he'd uh, grown by then. I think he was pretty much six foot. And uh, eggs that will be. Udinese um, came in for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't play too much for Udinese, and he was uh, signed a couple of a couple of years later by uh, Mantova. And this is where his career really sort of took off. Um, in in 1966, he was being considered for the uh, it, uh, Italian uh, World Cup squad. However, he didn't get into the 66 World Cup uh, because apparently the um, the uh, Italian coach at the time. Edmondo Fabri. Um, there was talk of that he d- he didn't want to show favouritism to Dino's off because uh, the coach was from Mandeville himself. Oh right, okay. It was a bit of a shame. A bit really. of politics there. Uh. Yeah. Perhaps. Who'd have thought in Italian football? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was in uh, 1967 that uh, Napoli came in for him, and they uh, paid 130 million lira and uh, a goalkeeper swap uh, for the man and. Uh, he he had a great time at Napoli. He said that uh, I have great memories of my time there. It's such a lively city. Mm. So yeah, he was at Napoli for a good few years, and he made his international debut um, in 1968 while he was at Napoli in a two-nil win against Bulgaria, and that was in the uh, UEFA European Championship quarter-final. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, they Italy, won it. Italy, Italy won, won it. it. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. win it. They beat Yugoslavia in a, in a replay in the final. And so after his only his fourth international appearance, he'd got a, a, a winners' medal, European Championship winners' medal. I'll stick that in the locker, yeah. eh? He was left out of um, the starting eleven in the 1970 World Cup. Um, he lost his place. And uh, in the 1978 World Cup, he described himself as not being at his best. Mm. That was in the World Cup in Argentina. Um, in 1972, he signed for Juventus for 330 million lira. And he 20 won... pounds. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he won, uh, uh, the, the, he won six Serie A titles with them, the Coppa Italia twice, and the UEFA Cup once. But his greatest achievement, of course, was when, whilst he was playing for Juventus, he captained Italy to the uh, 1982 World Cup win, where he became the oldest uh, World Cup uh, final winner at the age of 40. Incredible. Isn't he only the second keeper to ever captain the side of the World Cup as well? Very true. Is the other guy also Italian? That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, Giampiero uh, Combi, I think is how you say it. In the 30s, wasn't it? 
that's right in, in the 34 World Cup mm. um, and of course Zoff was voted uh, best goalkeeper of the tournament and Paolo Rossi says that uh, Dino was Italy's most important player in 1982 he was the one who truly represented the team he was an example to all of us myself more than anyone oh excellent yeah, that's interesting mm. Uh, the one thing, though, however, that Zoff missed out on was the um, the, the European Cup, where he was uh, twice a loser in the final against Ajax in '73, and then uh, Hamburg uh, years later. Um, however, the, his last final that was his sort of farewell to the game. He retired um, to become a goalkeeping coach at Juventus. Do you reckon there was a Zoffy morning when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoffy morning like yeah. death. I yeah, 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 yeah. Works on so many levels. So, yeah, yeah. Multi-layered. You're wasted on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you are wasted. Sort <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was offered a goalkeeping coach um, role at Juventus, um, but he it wasn't enough for him. He said, as far as I was concerned, it was a dead end job. <laughs> Imagine. Well, well, no, that is, to be fair, that is because he, he had designs on becoming a manager. You don't, and mm. I think it is generally quite hard for goalkeepers to become managers. You don't get an awful lot of them no. doing it. Yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. It's very rare that you see that. I wonder what his tactics were. Eggs, probably. <laughs> <I imagine. laughs> um, well, he, he um, was offered and took the post of coach uh, Italy's Olympic team in the uh, Seoul Games. And uh, he impressed enough to be offered the manager's job at Juventus in 1988. Um, he, he was sacked in 1990 by Juventus, but, but he did win um, the UEFA Cup with them. Okay, yeah. It would be quite interesting to see how many goalkeeping managers have won Things, major yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Probably many of them. Well, he did win the the UEFA Cup and the Coppa Italia with Juventus okay, yeah. in, the, in the short time he was there, but obviously not good enough for them. So uh, he was he was on his way. Uh, he then joined Lazio um, in '94. Um, I think he was president of Lazio in '94, and then in '98 he was appointed coach of the national side, and he took him to the second place in Euro Championships 2000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were so unlucky not to win that final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few days after the final, he uh, resigned uh, following some strong criticism from uh, a certain. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi. Oh dear. Oh dear. Who got smashed in the face this week by a statue mm. by a mentally ill man? Well, that's me- right. mentally ill, satirical, <laughs> tedious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that's a shame for The thing is, there's so many, literally so much politics in Italian football and such a massive turnover of staff and manager positions yeah. as well. That's it's right. so hard for somebody who doesn't <clears throat> want to play the game. I'm not saying that Zoff didn't want to play the game, uh, the, the, the political game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's difficult. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he returned to Lazio, but didn't stay very long there. And then uh, in 2005, he coached uh, Fiorentina and saved them from relegation. But he didn't. He didn't uh, last much longer there. So uh, he's never really had a long stint at uh, the managerial game. But he's done okay, though. He's yeah, done well. The UEFA yeah, Cup. Yeah, that meant final. so much more back then, as we've discussed yeah. many, many times. That's and right. the final Euro 2000, not to be seen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Let's not forget he was all right in goal as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, I'm glad you bring it back to that. Peter. <laughs> uh, he was named the third greatest goalkeeper of the 20th century uh, behind uh, Lev Yashin and Gordon Banks. And he holds the record for the longest playing time without allowing uh, goals in international tournaments. 1,142 minutes. That's set between 1972 and 1974. It's a long game. And he has, 100, <laughs> he has 112 caps for Italy, and he is the third most capped player for the Azzurri. Mm-hmm. First being? Maldini. Fabio Cannavaro. Ah, oh, mm. Maldini must be second. Sure, yeah, sure. And Maldini is second. <laughs> Um, Enzo uh, Berzot, who was the Italian coach at Spain in 1982 World Cup, he described uh, Dino Zoff and a particular moment at the World Cup. And he said, Dino Zoff, he was a level headed goalkeeper capable of staying calm during the toughest and most exhilarating moments. He always held back both out of modesty and respect for his opponents. At the end of the Brazil match, which of course they beat Brazil 3-2, and that was the much fancied Brazil side, at at the end of the Brazil match he came over to give me a kiss on the cheek without saying a single word. For me, that fleeting moment was the most intense of the entire World Cup. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds a little bit turned on, doesn't he? <laughs> Fair enough, though. That's right, yeah. In November 2003, he was voted Italy's golden player, the best Italian player of the last 50 years. Brilliant. Now, all the, few. all the countries in Europe actually uh, did this, and uh, each football federation from the countries, football association, had to put forward a player, and uh, Dino Zoff was, was voted the Italian one. That's the Eng- English one was? Um, Charlton. Bobby Moore. How was it? And the Welsh one? John Charles. John Charles. John yeah. Charles. Yeah. Right. There we are. I shall end with a quote from uh, Gitano Surya, who was uh, Juventus and uh, Italian former player. He said, Dino always protected me as if I were his little brother. Oh, oh how about that? Nice. And you I mean, can't Dino's off. off. Come Dino. On,
Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've had a marvellous time. If you want to get in contact with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and, of course, our website, which has got all sorts of lovely little ramble tube clips and so on and so forth, and blogs written by Jim Lovetoy and uh, all sorts of other lovely things, is thefootballramble.com. Has anybody got any notices? Who here knows what the must-have T-shirt is for Christmas this year? Uh, I don't, Luke. Perhaps you should tell me. Is it Bruno? <laughs> no. He's funny, isn't he? What, Frank Bruno? The way he talks. Marcus, shut him up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Dean Windass Hall of Fame t-shirt brought to you with, by the Football Ramble. You can also buy Ramble Force <laughs> Ho t-shirts as well. They're really, really competitively priced and really, really fun. <laughs> Is there a girl that you fancy and she won't look at you because she doesn't think you're cool enough? Well, I'll tell you what, get a t-shirt on, a Football Ramble t-shirt on, and I guarantee you'll be married within a year to her. And if not, you can send it back and we'll give you your money back. But you have to prove it, so just buy one. Are you going to make me call security? <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Anyone got anything else? Christmas drinks, Christmas drinks. Christmas um, drinks. That's on Saturday. Everyone come. Let's get pissed. <laughs> well, well, I can fit a whole uh, bit of Skelectric track sideways in my mouth. I've discovered that. So let's stay on track. Hey. He is literally doing that now yeah. as well. <laughs> if you go to betway.com forward slash football ramble, there's, uh, there's more uh, betting and gambling to be done on your favourite football matches. I've and, picked up uh, massively. I'm doing all right. Yeah, now. you're doing all right. You're, you're nearly in, uh, in, the, in the black, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. I'll definitely be about 150, 200 quid up by the end of the season. Yeah, we've also got midweek fixtures this week as well. So by the time you're listening to this, we probably will have won some more money. So, yeah, um, so big yeah. talk. Betway.com forward slash uh, the football ramble for all of that marvellous uh, say goodbye James or Jim goodbye James or Jim say goodbye Lukey goodbye James or Jim and say goodbye Pete oh the whole thing on out well uh, I think we'll all uh, have to be off for a beer bath cheers beer bath woo Any puns for that, gentlemen? Sol Campbell. Sol. Oh, the the beer. Sol's a beer. (laughs) Cure your ailments. Oh, yeah, nice. Good. Bex. (laughs) 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 Yep. It's uh, (laughs) It's the name of one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, on to the email. Louis Fecor Garden. (laughs) (laughs) I waited. You did, didn't you? Ben Foster's. Right. There you go. One, two. Yeah. 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 Hey! Yeah. 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 Hey! 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 Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.